Hey, potential podcast listeners. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, then our sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, safe, online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise with BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. All you do is simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in just under 48 hours. After that, you can schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages, and everything you share is completely confidential. Join the over 3 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Our listeners will get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com potential. That's betterhelp.com potential. Once again, that's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com potential. Take charge of your mental health with BetterHelp. And remember, know your potential. This episode is sponsored by Nero. Do you ever constantly feel like you're falling behind and can never catch up and the stress and anxiety are taking over? Are you used to being productive and efficient, but lately you've been feeling sluggish and unable to stay focused for more than a few minutes at a time? Looking for an alternate choice to cut back on those energy drinks and giant cups of coffee? Then we've got the choice for you. Try Neuro. Neuro is a brand of gum and mints used to energize, calm, and focus whenever you need it. Neuro was developed by former athletes training at the highest level who didn't want to take mysterious supplements or energy drinks when studying, training, or going out. Instead of something sugary and ineffective, they wanted to create clean, balanced energy that could be taken anywhere, anytime. With thoughtfully curated ingredients and endless lab testing means that you can reach the right state of mind safely and consistently. Get that clean burst of energy and focused without the effects of coffee or energy drinks. It's a smart way to fuel body and mind. Stay in the zone, avoid the jitters, and crashing. Our listeners will get an automatic discount of up to 20% off on any gum or mint products using our link, tryneurogum.com slash potential. That's tryneurogum.com slash potential. Once again, that's tryneurogum.com slash potential. Order now. Get that clean burst of energy and focus. And remember, know your potential. Talking all things entertainment, pop culture, and nerdum. this is The Potential Podcast. Hello, welcome back to the Potential Podcast. Uh, it's good to be back here. This is our first big episode of the season. Of course, we always have our reviews of movies, shows, latest in pop culture, entertainment, nerdum. We're back for our first full guest episode, and uh, a lot has happened uh, the start of this year. I mean, I can't believe we're already here in February, towards the end of February, actually, and uh, a lot's coming up. Uh, I'm your host, 
Taylor Sokol and Jomo, my fellow co-host and friend, Chris Dewar, who's actually fresh off his honeymoon. How are you feeling, sir? Well rested? <laughs> that was the cruise, bit, cruise ship horn. Uh, yeah, off my honeymoon. Um, it was a great time. You know, it's fun to go on a cruise as a guest. Like, yes. this is truly the first time I've actually been through the whole process from like start to finish as a guest on a cruise, like buying a cruise, going to the the port, mm-hmm. going through the whole process, getting on the cruise. I mean, it really was wonderful. Um, we did a two week Panama Canal cruise, my wife and I, Megan, and uh, yeah, it was fantastic. It really was um, great to get away because I mean, yes, you do have the times you go off the ship and you have the kind of excursions and exploring the different ports, but a lot of the time is much needed rest and relaxation. Um, obviously, all the good food and the drinking and just chilling, but the staff was so friendly. It's my first time cruising with Norwegian Cruise Line, and I uh, was definitely excited to start looking at future adventures because uh, you kind of forget that like, cruising kind of goes all over the place. Like, there really is itineraries everywhere. Yeah, and I will say... Definitely no, kinda... no itinerary unturned. This can pretty much go anywhere. Yeah. There's water. <laughs> And eventually there'll be space. That's the thing that's crazy. Like, you know, one day there'll be space cruises. They'll space get in this giant ship and we'll uh we'll fly in from the moon and back for a seven day like a seven day moon cruise. Oh my god. <laughs> Lunar cycle. It's gonna happen. <laughs> no, but I'm glad. You know, yeah, hopefully we're back hopefully and then, uh, you know, your wife's got the bug for traveling for sure, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, life definitely uh works in a way where um you go, you have a great time, you have fun, and then you get back, and then you get sick because that's that's whole life. That's the worst. You get a high, and then you get a low, and I'm at a low, but you know, it is what it is. What you can do. Exactly. Back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. <laughs> Speaking of gravity, <laughs> yeah, back to life, back to strife. Okay, let's get off the the negative. Nancy's here. Yeah, we're having yeah. a good time. Yeah, we are, and uh, we're pretty excited about. But we actually know we we. Sorry. Yeah, about today. Yes, yes, I must yeah. Say. But uh, this we, will definitely you know, boost your spirits sl- for sure. Yeah, I mean, we've had a slew of awesome guests on this podcast, but you know, there is a there's a category of entertainment that we do talk about from time to time that Taylor and I are very passionate about, and that's video games. And this is true. we have not had someone really on the podcast yet that has like had a lot of experience with working on video games. And I'm not talking about the, um, you know, the design and, and all the tech, you know, side, but actually voiceover and acting, you know, with uh, motion capture, working on projects. And of course, that also leads into some uh, regular acting jobs one that we uh, really enjoyed from last year recently and uh this is pretty cool we got to sit down with this gentleman and uh, have a chat about him and his career today so who's our who's our special guest today my friend yes so our guest today is a singer musician uh actor and voice actor notably in properties from far cry assassin's creed uh tom clancy series games and most recently starring as the sheriff's deputy in the slasher horror film Thanksgiving. Please welcome to the podcast today, Jeff Taravainen. Hey, 
Well, welcome to the Potential Podcast, Jeff Taravainen. Good to have you here. How are you doing today? Absolute pleasure to be here, and I'm glad we got to do this. Great, though. Really good. No, I'm glad. Yeah, too. Yeah, we're so glad you're here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We're, we're very eager to, to talk to you, and we're going to jump right in. Going a little bit about your you know history in the business, you actually, before you got the acting bug, you caught the music bug at a young age. You, uh, you know, read that you're really into music and even had your own band. What inspired you to get into music? Uh, and what were some of your favorites and idols growing Girls. up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably a lot Love of it. it. Um, but no, I, I've always been so musical since I was a baby, um, obsessed with music. So a lot of my favorite memories are, you know, picking up instruments for the first time and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, it was just a natural for me. Um, and I took it pretty seriously all through my teens and into my my twenties and mm-hmm. that. Um, the business, though, on the end of it is a little different, and uh, I can. It's a real, you know, chew you up and spit you out kind of thing. And uh, we got close so many times, whether it was in the bands or solo, to do some pretty big things. And unfortunately, it was just always something. And it was weird too because I would. It was like a drug addiction. I'd, I'd want to leave, like, like get this out of my life. I need to get on, get get like get so actually close. get a life. And then I would want was an there, award um, or some stupid you know, during thing. During that time, was um, there that pull other... me back in and yeah. either bands so, or yeah, artists it was, it was prior to kind of your generation or even in your generation that you were like, that's kind of the guy I want to be like, or that's the sound we want to sound like. What was kind of like your, what was your overall style and like what kind of you know what other acts inspired your your style and your flair? Well, I think my parents, uh, the you know, the music they played had a huge, huge influence and stuff. So things like CCR, which oh, I still yeah. consider one of my favorite bands, things like that. But at the same point, though, I got to tell you, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with Elvis. Um, oh, yeah, man. And like not only his music, I loved his music. I loved his voice. His whole, whole thing about him was so cool. And then on top of that, um, I remember once uh, one week of every year, this local station would play movies. They'd have theme weeks. I remember when Elvis week was on, oh, I was yeah. not going anywhere. I mean, he was the king. running home for what four it? o'clock to watch the Elvis movies. He was just, <laughs> I wanted to be him so bad when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. For, for many reasons. So, I mean, just, uh, I mean, he, he kind of really set the bar um, really high for so many things. So, and I think it's funny because that's definitely like for me, I think every, every young kid, doesn't matter what generation, I think Elvis is definitely like, something we'll kind of grasp onto just because there's so many iconic Elvis songs and it's just the, oh, yeah. the hair yeah. and the, and his, the whole style. It's just, I think that's kind of the good intro into rock and roll, if you will. He's uh he's more than just a singer actor. He's just, he's part of the culture, which is so, it's so interesting, you know, and I, I don't see that changing anytime soon. You know, it would be like, remembering the names of Romans, you know, from 2000 years ago, I think he's one of those guys that could you, still um, be talked about or joked about still or imitated, to this day, even, you know, like, I don't know. Having moments for like, it's, he left quite a mark, you know, maybe like at a karaoke bar or like, you know, other, you know, in your acting career now, is there still that flair to still have music part of your life and want to sing, or have you kind of really, <laughs> it's just, you know, for fun here right now and then, or is that still maybe something you want to pursue ever in the future? It's funny you say that because I, before Christmas, I made a list of these songs that I've had in my head. I, I wrote so many songs over the years, but 
I make these joke songs, but they're actually probably more catchier yeah. than anything I ever did when I was writing. <laughs> Maybe because I'm just having fun with it. And I keep thinking, I got to record these. Um, my own family would get it such a laugh because I sing them all the time. But it, I, I really want to do it. So hopefully I can get back. I, I haven't played instruments and stuff in years. Like um, maybe four years ago, I picked up my bass guitar oh, for the first yeah. time in maybe 15 years or something. And I taught myself to play uh, Hysteria by Muse, which is like the most incredible bass line. It's uh-huh, an insane yeah. baseline, but I figured it out in minutes. I couldn't believe I could do it because I actually, when I first heard it, I thought it was a keyboard, like a synthesizer, because right. like, <laughs> it was just so good and precise. Well, maybe it's still there. Maybe it's yeah, still there. Yeah, I figured it out. I played line, it. Yeah, I put yeah. it on Instagram. And that, I you know, especially there are so. so many, you know, no time. musical movies being made now, and there's more and more kind of yeah. avenues for musical moments, especially now. They also have all these, you know, live shows and things going on. So maybe it'll pop up for you again sometime, which would be awesome, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so then, when did it, it kind of switch for you to be like, okay, I don't think music's really gonna work out for me as much as I keep pushing and trying, and just we're almost there, but maybe I got the acting bug, and I think I can maybe make this work. When did that kind of click for you? What was that moment? Well, I always wanted to be an actor too. I was huge with film and stuff. And, you know, you'd come home and you act out the stuff. And But in Canada, it just didn't seem like a you know feasible career. Um, we, we had a film and TV industry, but it wasn't when I was, especially when I was younger, it just didn't seem real. And to be fair, when I was, when I was in my twenties, the band that I did the most in um, my best friend and drummer's uh, sister was a pretty big actor for Canadians. And as much as she, she did well, she was in David Cronenberg films and everything as lead actors. Yeah. Well, I still remember moving her apartment. Like it seemed like every other month, uh, which I'm assuming was down to finances. So I remember at the time thinking, Oh, hopefully one day the music will take off and then I'll move that into uh into that field but uh again that didn't pan out so when i had to get a real job um i was doing sales and i got scouted at a mall <laughs> by some dude that said you know you could be a model or whatever and i laughed and, and they started talking about girls again so i thought okay i'll i'll try this out they got me hooked again yeah <laughs> yeah so it was just you know it was a fun thing to do on the side you made a little extra money and of course you know the castings and stuff were fun so um, yeah, just, and it just went from there. I, I landed a commercial. It was one of the first things I went out for, um, this sort of a Walmart type company up in Canada. And what was really funny about that was that I was oh. so afraid and nervous. I couldn't believe it. And I look in the wardrobe department and there's my cousin. And the minute I saw her there, I couldn't even speak. I was so, cause I know she'd go home and report oh, to the yeah. whole family. What, what a fake actor I am. So, and of course, <laughs> When it was my turn to speak, my mouth was going, I remember the director coming up and putting <laughs> oh, wow. his hand on me. He said, you okay, Jeff? Yeah. Just, just, all you have to do is just say, it's great times oh, at Sellers. It's great times at Sellers. I, I definitely <laughs> can uh, connect to that, though. I think, you know, for a lot of people, lot of they're listening. Um, you know, even if there's that idea of watching films and TV and be like, I know I can do that. And that's what I want to do. It, it's, it doesn't come naturally for everyone. And it's not like it's instantly like, hey, I'm up there now, you know, King of the world on the screen. I'm Leo DiCaprio. It's like there's work and there's, you know, a lot that goes into the biz for all sides on screen and off screen. So yeah. 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 
for sure. Well, it's it's a muscle, especially oh, yeah. with acting. It's a muscle you got to work like any other. It's not going to come. Yeah. We I was literally thinking about this uh, just like an hour ago because I was remembering some stuff and exactly exactly what you're saying. It it seems so easy, and everybody's like, I could do that, you know. <laughs> I could cry on demand or whatever, but it's not, it's not even that the, mm -hmm. the hard part is doing that on command over and over again and walking into a room and getting right on your mark, because if you don't, then you're going to oh, yeah. ruin the take and, you know, making sure that you're in the light in a certain way. You can see the guys that are just so good, man, at finding where they're supposed to be and everything. They just, you know, I, sometimes I get lucky and I do it too, but I'm, I'm always, I love watching people when they're really in their zone and then they get these incredible takes and the director's happy and everything because they were able to find the light and find the mark. And yeah, I think a lot of people take after take, fans do whatever it is they're supposed that, uh, to do. You know, it's, there is a camera there's something to it this sure. close to your face half the time filming what these people are doing. So you're looking at this giant face on the TV, you know, TV screen or at the movie screen and being like, that's incredible. That could, for some directors yeah. could have taken 60 takes and, you know, having to do it over and over. So there is, yeah, quite a almost military style diligence you have to have to become an actor. So I think it's impressive that you kind of saw like, well, let's try that out. And clearly that started working out for you. And was there yeah. a point then that you moved down to L.A. Uh, or, you know, like when it was, you know, I know I know there's some stuff in Canada and now it's kind of fun that more stuff is going back to Canada to film, it feels like. Um, but I assume at some point it was like, all right, I got to head out to Hollywood to, you know, there's more, I guess, opportunity there overall, I would yeah. say. Oh. I have a tale of woe. Um, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to send anybody bad vibes or, but I, when I first started, I was, you know, I was learning and, uh, it took a while to sort of go from the roles of dangerous man on balcony number five to whatever, you know? Yeah. And it, I mean, it, it's extremely competitive, um, both in LA, but also here. So I hooked up with a great voice agent and mm. at the agency was, uh, was my other agent. And I hate to say it, oh, okay. they were not a good agent. Um, but I love them. They're really, really good people. So gotcha. I, stayed way too long. So no, I never went to LA, but eventually I did. Eventually I did get my visa and all that stuff so I could work there. But um, I, if uh -huh. I could go back in time, I would have definitely said, you know, this is not the right. Cause as soon as I got a good agent, I couldn't yeah. believe the difference. It was night and day, but I was just too loyal. And, you know, like, again, they were really super people. So I just felt terrible even thinking about leaving them. You know, I kept hoping that this was going to be the week that something was <laughs> going to change. And it never did. That's one. Of, that's the Canadian you. you know, Reaver. Uh, so, yeah, nice. Um, but um, so, and that brings up the next question. So both Chris and I here are huge fans of video games. So you had quite a career now in voiceover work, mostly notable properties, video games, Far Cry, Splinter Cell, Assassin's Creed, Resident Evil. Um, how did you get involved in that? And what has the experience been like for working for these kind of properties? Um. I first started doing it uh, a long time ago. Um, it, I think it was for Resident Evil Biohazard. Um, the I knew the casting director, who was also one of the main actors in the series, and she brought me out for some small parts. And I remember when that came out, I freaked because I was the first voice you hear in the movie. I was playing a, uh, a guy on a television, a newscaster. I, oh, I couldn't great. believe I was in this game. 
Like it just did, it was, I was so excited, but cause I love games. I've, I've, I've a huge gamer my whole life. Yeah. yeah I mean, you're in the, the right crazy place ones. <laughs> okay. So yeah, cause, cause honestly, I like, I still, I love games. I, I look forward to playing games. I play them slowly cause I want to take everything in all the, the atmospheres and, but um, yeah, I did that one. And then I started lucking out and getting some other ones and, and uh, God, I remember Far Cry two which was kind of a revolutionary game as well i got a good role in that i played i think the only american and it was, it was based in africa and uh again i remember being in london england and seeing the posters everywhere for it coming out and thinking i can't believe i'm part of this you know and then recently what uh four years ago the best one is that when i landed the role of sam fisher for mm -hmm. tom clancy's splinter cell character and We've done a bunch of things for Siege and other stuff, uh, things I can't talk about. And um, that one was just covered in complete goosebumps. I, I remember when I auditioned, I think I had three different auditions for it. And it had like a code name, which is they're very secretive as it is. But right. there was no hint on who the character was. And it wasn't until I did the recall, my agent called <laughs> me and he was he was freaking out. He said, do you realize who this is? And I go, I don't know, uh, you know, dude, whatever. Okay. And when he told me, I, I remember just covered in goosebumps. I couldn't believe because, I mean, obviously, Michael Ironside is a legend. Yeah. And, you know, he's gotten older and he had cancer and stuff like that. So I guess they decided they had to replace him. So I know there's a lot of people that aren't happy about that. But I've tried to be as true to the character as I, I can um, and respect his, like Michael Ironside's work. Because he was incredible. I played all the games, you know, from the beginning. Uh, so, so cool. you know, I'm, I'm as much a fan as anybody as well. Right. So yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. No, that that's awesome. Blacklist uh, was one of my, one of my favorites. Um, I just, I feel like the, I really love the stealth elements and that's like in Far Cry and all those games is, is, is truly awesome. And I'm glad that you're a fan of video games as much as we are uh, right oh, now. I'm, uh, right now we're, I'm replaying uh, last of us uh, part two. Uh, so I've been enjoying those. Um, are there any franchises that you'd want to, be a part of in the future um i hear they're making a new red dead and uh i i've been playing red dead now for two years in the future, so i can't finish it although i don't want to because half the time i'll just be riding around taking in the sunset walking through know, the, the so, woods it's oh, yeah. just so beautiful so beautiful it's it's it, yeah it's unbelievable um having said that my favorite games of all time would be bioshock and um and the last of us the first yeah. one um those are absolute masterpieces mm. beyond belief and I can't even imagine being a part of one of those ones. I've replayed them probably five, six times each. Yeah. And there's also now with the whole, like a lot of these video games are getting big name actors to come in to do voice acting or actually, you know, a lot of it's now the, the motion capture work. So I think it is becoming more prominent for, you know, Hollywood's taking more of a look at video games as a whole and being like, there is definitely a market here. And then to see the, the now, we, oh, yeah. we we did a whole episode on video game adaptations and how some are okay or really stinkers, but there's been <laughs> a huge kind of boost lately in better quality live action adaptations of video games. We have quite a slew coming up as well. So we kind of, I know for a while now there's a lot of people saying it's overdue to get a red dead movie as well. Um, in whatever, which would be pretty well. I'm sure it'd have to be, yeah, it'd be pretty well. long because there's a lot going on there, but that'd be epic. Maybe, maybe Jack Black wants to be like in it real bad. There, there you like, go. There you go. I need. Jeff. I need to be in Red Dead. Uh, and I just have to be a part, which I think would be hilarious. So, but yeah, a Red Dead Three would be great. You know? Yeah, any part, right? Yeah, 
the the thing is too though is that the um the actual capture of the of the acting itself and like you were mentioning voice voice is part of it but so much that we do now is the motion or performance capture so um i remember when we when we were doing a splinter cell blacklist actually uh they were coming up with new eye tracking devices that we were testing at the time and it really seemed to take things to a different level but then when Far Cry 3 came out um, with the character Voss in the trailer, I remember seeing his eyes and thinking, oh, they've got this now. Like, it's real raw motion. And that was what, like 10 years ago or something like that? I can't remember. But the technology now is just getting so good. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like you don't even need to make a movie or live action because the lighting and everything else is just so perfect. But, wow. yeah, it's interesting time. Well, and, it's, and I think the fact that, you know, you've been – part of such big you know franchise and ip that i think video games as chris was saying it's becoming more respected i think than um the same tier of movies uh, and and television and it's it's incredible like i mean to watch some of these games and like to tear up and it's like this is a video game why am i getting emotional over this but it's like it's it's crazy stuff the the last of us they're better sorry go i didn't mean to cut you off no oh no no say they're they're a lot of these video game stories are better stories than a lot of the movies we're getting throughout the year. I agree. You know? Well, that's the thing about The Last of Us. Um, I, I actually played the opening scene numerous times to people to try to say, like, this is where video games are, even if you're not into video games. And the opening scene with his daughter, holy smoke. I get goosebumps even now. I could probably tear up just thinking about it. It hit me like a like a truck hitting a, you know, I just... I had to go. I remember when I first saw it, I had to go upstairs, turn the game off, go make some food and get my head in a different space because I was just devastated. And I remember thinking, this is where this is how good the video games are, the writing and all that stuff that went into making oh, yeah. that I scene mean, happen. My my wife, I showed her, I was like, I think you're gonna like this last of a show. She had never played the game, never knew the story. So I was like, I don't know how well the adaptation is gonna be, but we watched the first episode together. And about halfway through, she was like, I I'm having more anxiety than I've ever had. Like she's like, I don't, and I was like, that's what the video game is like. There's been other zombie games where like you kind of, yeah, you know, you get stressed out, but you kind of go through it. But I was like, there's real heart and emotion in this that is like none other to any other story. Which is why, yeah, it's just so, so good. So iconic. Yeah. But, and that's another one too that could potentially do with a, a third yeah. one. And maybe there's a role for you in there as well. You know, who knows? We cross fingers for you, Jeff. We yeah, you never know. I... I appreciate it. The, I always say the fun thing about yeah. my job is that you never know. And it's also the terrifying thing. That is true. Yeah. Um, do you, you know, now having fair share of both, um, and like you said, now it really is more of a motion capture experience. So it really is like you're just doing live acting. It's just then yeah. take your likeness. And, and, and have you, do you kind of prefer that style overall or, you know, live action acting than, you know, what the olden days were kind of with voice work. Um, do you feel like it's more of a chance for you? I mean, obviously with voice work, you see the behind the scenes videos of really directors want you to do as much with your body. So the voice really comes through. Do you prefer overall to kind of do the motion capture and live action acting more than that style? Or is it kind of just, you love doing all, doing it all. Yeah, I would say I love doing it all. Um, they're very different things too. Um, yeah. Like in Far Cry Five, I played a ton of the uh, of the AI. What would you call them? Um, non-player characters. NPCs. Like yeah. every, okay, I, yeah. you NPCs. can't go 
10 feet without hearing me somewhere there. Um, but, <laughs> but I played them very physical. Um, you know, I, maybe some guys will stand in the booth and hardly move. And then there's, there's a limit too, because the mic picks up noise and feet. So, yeah, yeah. so you do different things to get yourself into it. When I'm getting shot, I try to make it as real and to the point where I worry if my voice will ever come back. Um, but yeah, it's, but again, with the, when you're doing the performance capture, it is essentially you're doing a scene in a movie or TV show. The difference is um, on camera, there's so much time that it takes to set up scenes. So, you know, when it's time to do my coverage, they'll do a wide for everybody and then they'll, they'll keep bringing the camera in closer and closer to the, you know, you basically your eyes, but there'll be like five takes or, or five different setups of, you know, two, three takes each. It takes a while. And then you turn around to the other characters. Um, with the video games, you basically are wearing everything and then the sensors are around the room and there might be one person filming as well, which translates into the game. And basically you could nail that thing in the first take and the director could, you know, feasibly say that was perfect and you're on to the next. Mm -hmm. So the, you usually have a lot more to get down perfect because they don't do a lot of cuts as well in between there. So it's different, but it's, it's fun and it's interesting. Are those, when, it, when you're doing a game like that, are you filming pretty much um, in sequence or is it kind of like most film sets where it's, all right, today we're doing the first kind of mission. Tomorrow's going to be mission 12, you know, later in the game. Or is it, you know, how, it's kind of all over. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's usually everything is all over the map. Just be, for it's, there's so many, there's something that blows my mind. Like you talk about the industry. Yeah, it's just the scheduling, man. Like, how do you get all these different talented people? And I'm not even talking about actors. I'm talking about, you know, DPs and 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 sound people and costume. And you get all these people you want on this film. If you can actually get them available at the same time, then you somehow to have to coordinate these schedules and hundreds of people um, to get them on that set. And so, and then you know, then you got location shoots and you got yep. studio shoots and everything has to be booked. It, it, it's, it's no wonder that that list of 8,000 people at the end of the game or the movies or whatever you're working on is there because it's just so much involved. I'm blown away yeah. by those people. It's, I think that's another thing too. And people, there's, there's the people that are really dedicated to watching credits at the end. And those are just like, I don't need this. And it's like, you only got to enjoy this experience because all of these people put in their hard work and it all came together the way it did. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of like the, the, there's the, the, you know, the quarterback yeah. and the receiver get most of the attention, but you know, there's a whole team and including the trainers and everybody else. It's just, you know, most people's attention is really focused on the one area and usually the actor, the director, that kind of thing. But yeah, there's, you look at the credits on a video it's game insane. and it's, it just goes on. So many guys. Oh yeah. Yeah. It just and you know what the actors are usually the last thing or or in the last part, and I remember at first thinking that was weird, but the more I got to know about video games, it's like of course, just so much work being done. We're lucky we get in there and we do a few things, and then we're done after you know a short period of time compared to these guys that yeah. be doing it for three years. So yeah. well, they should be up there. Technology has changed, and like I said, like this, I mean, what video games are now is insane. I just can't imagine you know the next five ten years what we're gonna what we're gonna come up with. So. Have you guys played VR? Because I just got one and I'm freaking out. So, well, like you I, said uh, about, got, yeah, he's yeah. got the PlayStation. I got one. the I got the latest PlayStation Five VR, and um, I have the Oculus, and I'm, yeah, me too. It's the eye movement thing. We're like the technology now. We're like you don't even have to like you don't have to press the button. You literally just look and like like look for you. All that stuff is like it is kind of mind blowing. Yeah, how 
or even yeah i was playing this i was playing this horror game and i'm, I'm playing it's like if you close your eyes it like i'm like ah and i'm like all of a sudden look up and it's right there it's like it's it's like oh my gosh yeah. just, and then one game i'm just i'm just riding my kayak and my wife's like what are you doing i'm just i'm in antarctica don't worry about me i'm like it's it's insane um, yeah you're in a heaven place you know in the mountains and it's just i, I don't want i don't even need to do anything i just want to look around it's so beautiful I know yeah, that, that oh, people yeah. are, we won't need vacations anymore. We'll just go to our virtual world as we've seen in many uh, movies and TV properties. Um, yeah. Well, we have to, we have to transfer now to something I've been dying to talk about. Yeah. When I told Chris um, that you're coming on, I was like, this is something we really, he was like, yeah, this about. guy, Jeff. And I was looking you up and I was like, Oh my God. Okay. I gotta tell you if, if there was a surprise, you know, one of the you know, few films that I will look at last year and go, that was so fun. That was so delicious, pun intended, was Thanksgiving. Was and it kind of just snuck up on us. Like it really was like they popped the trailer out and it was like, Oh yeah, Eli did that that fake trailer years ago. Oh, I guess he's getting a movie out. And then it kind of came out, but it came this like little minor hit for like when it kind of came out. Thanksgiving's not really a big month for horror, you know, it's kind of a post-Halloween season, but you are a part of Thanksgiving. We both thoroughly enjoyed that movie, um, and I'm very happy it's getting a sequel. So how did that experience come about? And, of course, getting work with, really, who's been kind of this uh, notable name in horror, Eli Roth, who, you know, he, he definitely likes to take things to um, some interesting places with horror. But I thought this was a great kind of dark comedy, black comedy, you know, f fun spin with the whole Thanksgiving theme. Uh, but how was that? how was that film experience for you? Um, for the most part, I would say it was a dream experience. Um, I, I can still remember when I got the call from my agent that I'd landed it and I couldn't believe it because when I was auditioning, I was frustrated. I think I was going through a run where I hadn't landed much or whatever. And, you know, you keep working at it and you're frustrated. And, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to get Eli Roth's movie. Yeah. What a waste of freaking, you know? So yeah, when I got it, I, I just couldn't believe it. Um, I'm a big fan of his for a lot of things, like not just his, uh, his directing, but his acting and all kinds of things. So, yeah. and he turned out to be the coolest guy, by far my favorite director I've ever worked with. Um, and I've worked with really good directors and that's not a slight if they ever listen that, you know, I'm not, there's just the thing about Eli is that he's obviously he's very passionate. He knows what he wants, but he lets you run and he trusts you. Uh, you really feel like, you're part of the creative team as opposed to some directors who are brilliant there, but you know, they're like, the blocking is this and the words are this, and I need you to do exactly that. And sometimes there's a good reason for it, but you get a lot of people that just, they're inflexible where Eli would encourage you to think outside the box, try different things. And, you know, if I had a scene where I had two lines and suddenly he would add another five and say, if something else comes to mind, do it. If it feels good, you know, if it mm -hmm. doesn't work, then we'll, we just won't use it. So, yeah, I was every day going, working with him is a treat. And I'm so excited about the the sequel and that. So, yeah, it's, it's oh, amazing. No, that was, yeah, I, I mean, you like, and I like how they kind of set it up. And like, it's, if, if you're listening to this and you don't want to hear spoilers, uh, but um, I like how they kind of set up your character, kind of the beginning to possibly be involved. I just love these like little nods and it's such a great uh, nod to the slashers, to like Halloween but also that Eli Roth, you know, uh, grotesque spin, you know, with it. But I just watched it. Uh, my my wife had seen it and I was like, get to watch this movie. And she absolutely loved it. And um, I'm excited for more, even with that genre, um, more holiday themes and what they could do next with it.
I talked to Eli like a week ago and I, you know, I, I so badly want to bug him and find out what, where he's going and what he's thinking about it, but I, I didn't do it. The original script, um, there was a lot more uh, stuff leaning towards, I don't know what, I, let me put it this way. There's the Blu-ray is coming out mm -hmm. and I'm really curious to see what's on the deleted scenes. Cause there was some good scenes with me, not just me, but other people too, but there was some good scenes that um, it'd be interesting. I don't know whether they want to hold that stuff for the sequel so, mm. but yeah, it's, yeah, I, I, that's where, I mean, I haven't seen, uh, haven't seen the Blu-ray yet. So, but I know there's a lot of deleted scenes and, you know, it just happens sometimes, uh, you know, you, 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 you put down a really good one and then just for mm -hmm. timing wise, they need something different, but test audiences, unfortunately, Hollywood is so dictated by test audiences, right? So if they say they need more of something and, and he kept one scene in right to the ending, we even did uh, ADR, which is when you add uh, yep. fixed vocals and stuff sometimes. It's such a good scene. It's my favorite uh, one of mine, and it didn't make it in. But it, but we'll see. That's what I mean. I'm, I'm just gonna <laughs> shut my mouth because I have. I, I want to find out if it's in the Blu-ray, and if it's not in the Blu-ray, they might. I can see where they might be using it for the yeah. for the sequel because it makes sense. So, anyways, yeah, it, it was. But it, it was an amazing experience. The whole cast and crew. Um, and I, that sounds very cliche. I don't know. People always say, "Oh, the cast and crew was wonderful," and but no, we've got. I've got tons of friends from the, like both in front and behind the camera from that film that we've all kept in touch kind of reminded me when mm -hmm. like I was on mm -hmm. dark matter, a great show on sci-fi and I'm still great friends with half the cast Love and that. producers and stuff. Um, just cause they're, they're good people, you know, like I, I'm so glad that we still keep in touch. I think too, you can, you can like, I know there's, like you said, there's some great directors out there that they know exactly what they want and they're just going to, you know, do what I say, but like, I think sometimes a film can be felt by the actual passion between the cast and crew. And like, this is yeah. kind of a cool passion project of Eli to see this film to a full length. And the fact that it made the money it did. And it's like, Oh, you get to do a sequel. And it's like, Oh, we can go even bigger and crazier for a sequel. And who knows what that's going to entail. So yeah, very excited for the future of that. Cause uh, yeah, we definitely uh, love that. So, I mean, you know, with that potentially on the horizon and then uh, is there any other you know, the future projects you could talk about right now or are there kind of future goals of kind of what you want to do? I mean, obviously, I know some things you probably have to zip right now because of, you know, NDAs and all that stuff. But is there anything you could talk about uh, kind of for what's what's next for Jeff moving forward? The unfortunate part of the industry is that um, I've got some stuff coming in the can that. I am beyond excited about, um, but they'll kill me if I mention it in a bit. They're so. <laughs> yeah. I know. I was like, yeah. <laughs> especially video games. Yeah. It is so secretive. Mm -hmm. uh, like you can't. You almost can't even say I've got something coming up, and then they look at you and say, "Yeah, why are you telling people that?" And I said, "I didn't say what." Said, they'll know. You know. Yeah. It's uh, it's bizarre, but yeah. So there's a few things that I'm really excited about. I think one's coming out in March. Um, and then some other things as well, but yeah, my goal this year, my goal is to do a comedy. Um, oh, I love comedy. Um, and I always get cast in heavy roles and stuff like that. So I, I'm, I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping to get a chance to do that. So I'm putting this out there in the universe. Um, I, I want to do it so bad. You hear that universe? Jeff wants to do a comedy. Let's make it happen. Cause that'd be great. Well, Jeff, it really has been a uh, honor to have you on here today, and we're Thank very you. excited to see all these future things. And obviously, when they come out, we'll be excited for you. But we can't let you go yet. We do have our podcast questions, so we've asked all these questions, but we have our five guest questions for all our guests. 
They're very simple questions, but some might be difficult to answer because sometimes it's hard to pick one. But if you have one off the top of your head, what is your favorite movie or favorite movie of yours? So difficult because it changes with my moods. <laughs> but one, I've been asked this before, and one that always sticks out when I think about it is Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Great. Ooh, Ever since I was choice. a kid, I've seen it a dozen times at least, and it's just, it's master. It's so good, everything about it. And it still stands up, you know. What I mean, it you still get these does. effects led in movies, but you don't like the the practical effects in that are are incredible. incredible. The emotion, everything, yeah. The pacing, I love that movie. Perfect, I love yeah. that. Uh, number two, what is your favorite TV show or TV series? Uh, it's the same thing, but um, I would I would say, and there's so many. Like we are so spoiled right now for television. Oh, yeah. I'm rewatching Mad Men, which again is is genius. Um, but I would say if I had to pick one or two, it would be Band of Brothers, uh, Sopranos, and and The Wire. Oh, love The Wire. Wire is on my list, but yeah, I, we I got Chris into Sopranos uh, over the pandemic, oh, and great, oh, such a good oh, yeah. show as well. Yeah, you never seen it before? I had no, never, had seen, never it, seen it. I binged all of it. Wow, oh, man, you're what lucky. a show! What a show! Yeah, it was... we watched it on the pandemic again. Yeah, and it's even better than I remembered. So yeah, it was kind of great to experience it all, and then we uh, saw the. They did a little movie. Maybe they Saints did. of Newark, yeah. yeah, the prequel, yeah. Um, we already kind of mentioned Last of Us on this stuff, but let's maybe if there's a, another one that you really enjoy, what's another favorite video game or video game series you really enjoy? I love uh, Fallout. Uh, those are amazing. I, I love playing those. I love Splinter Cell. Is another and Splinter Cell and um, Rainbow Six, which I've also played in. But um, I remember those are the first sort of computer games I was playing. So. I, I love that. And plus, you can play with your family, your friends, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, and so for many years, Battlefield as well was a huge one for me. Oh, yeah. um, my oh, brothers yeah. and friends would all play. Like every night, we would get together at eleven o'clock, oh. and we'd play it too late. That, Gran Turismo is another one. I've got my my whole racing thing set oh, up. I got sick. the wheel and the, the the seat, and I'm out. And now with VR, I just started doing that. Although it's making me a little dizzy, but it's uh, it's pretty wild. I may have, I may have to get the new one, is because it's on VR, right? You can get the I think it's seven, right? Yeah. So I may yeah. have to I may have to check that out. Um, it, it's crazy. It's like you're in that car. It's so cool. All right. You sold me on it. All right. So I feel like you've kind of shown your uh, your nerdy stripes, but what would you say your nerd level is on a scale of one to 10? One being not so nerdy, 10 being super nerd. Well, I'm pretty big on sci-fi, so it's got to be up there. I love so many nerdy kind of things. So I, I let me put it this way. I would say a six to a seven. And the reason okay. I'd say I'm not is because I'm not a big Star Wars fan. So huh? I know that some people will want to kill me for that, but that's okay. Just not. I liked it when <laughs> there, I was a there, kid, but there hasn't been as much lately like to, <laughs> to like, so I can understand. Uh, well, our final question for you, Jeff, um, we love to do impressions on this podcast. So if you have an impression uh, or a line from a movie or whatever, you know, just give us your best impression. I can't even think of one. And I've embarrassed myself. I sometimes I can do Christopher Walken, and then, oh. and then I'll think, yeah. But then there's times I think I can, and I do it, and I blow it, and people are, are really quiet, and they don't know what to say. Well, Jeff, smirk. why don't you hey, just give it a try? <laughs> do it. Why don't Santa. you do it? Yeah, you're doing a good job. See, yeah. <laughs> you should play Chris Walken in a Splinter Cell or something. <laughs> Can you imagine that? That'd be like it's like Far Cry Eight. August starring deployed. Yeah, yeah. Mission covered. You you got it down actually. You're doing. Taylor's really good. Much... Taylor's got it. He's he's walking the line for sure. But uh, um, yeah, exactly. Um, but Jeff, so it was so good to have you on here. Um, uh, for those of uh, us them listen, uh, let me try again. 
for those listening to the podcast, where can they follow you on social media uh, and, and keep up on your adventures and whatnot? Under yeah, I'm on all the time. Way too much on Instagram and uh, and Twitter for sure. Um, yeah, those two are the the main ones. A little bit of TikTok, but yeah, it's just Jeff Teravainen or Teravainen and and uh, yeah, again, I'm I, I love photography, so I I do I put a lot of that stuff up there to make it not just about dumb pictures of me and that sort of thing. But yeah, I try to make it fun. Great. Well, awesome. thanks again for being on the podcast today. It was a pleasure to chat with you and uh, we're wishing you the best of luck with all your future projects. And can't wait to see you either uh, in person or, you know, in a animated form on a video game uh, in the future on the big yes. screen stuff. Cause we love it. Thanks, oh, great. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Take care. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. So I got to say, he's so like, this is probably the, the Canadian in him. He's so humble and nice, like so very friendly. And I love that he really does have this side of him that is, you know, he works hard. He puts in the effort, but like he's very humble about the 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 wins he gets. And, you know, he has these kind of goals in mind for what he'd like to do. But you know, this, this, when these passion projects come along, it's you know, it's a it's a huge source of pride for him, uh, and rightfully so. And like you know, getting to work with like Eli Roth, that's like a big deal. It's like you know, these are notable names, and I think that's gonna lend itself to future gigs he's gonna get. And obviously, with with you know, whatever Eli's gonna cook up with Thanksgiving too, uh, which I'm sure could be crazy. Yeah, having him back, you know, would be. Wonderful as some of the returning cast, depending on what the story and all that's going to be. Um, but yeah, he's, I like he's, he's maybe not to the nth degree about everything, but like he seems very much like one of our, one of our kind, um, which I love. Like he yes. loves the game and one of all that stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was an absolute delight. And I cannot, I know he has a lot of projects he can't really talk about. And hence, you know, that is the name of the game in the industry. But, very excited to see where we're going to hear him or see him uh, coming up with some future products. But, uh, and also by the way, for Thanksgiving, uh, cause we were really excited that that's uh, been released out on Blu-ray. And uh, as he said, check out all those special features, definitely buy it if you can uh, as soon as possible. Cause he said, there's a lot of good deleted scenes and goodies there, but yes, uh, cannot wait to see that. And uh, Hey, it was also cool to have a first horror icon on air. So hopefully you get some more icons of horror, uh, because you could be a potential scream king, if you will. You never so, know. Uh, you never, never know. So, but as always, uh, keep tuning in and uh, look forward to seeing you guys on our next big episode. As always, with me, Taylor, and, and my me, buddy Chris. Chris. Yes. All right. <laughs> Enjoy your February, and we'll uh, catch you next time here on the Potential Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.